an imbalance of zinc and copper is one of the most common nutrient imbalances in the general population and is the most common one in autism. So low zinc and elevated copper have been found not only to be a contributing factor to autism, but also to ADHD, insomnia, headaches, fatigue, muscle and joint pain, hypertension, PMS, depression, and many other disorders. So it's a very prevalent imbalance in the population at large, and it is very common in autistic children. I'll give you a little bit of an overview of zinc and copper. After iron, zinc is the most abundant trace mineral in the body, and it is extremely important for the functioning of hundreds of enzymes. Zinc is found in the brain, the muscles, the bones, kidneys, liver, even parts of the eyes, and it plays important roles in immune function, brain development and functioning, neurotransmitter regulation, healing of wounds, protein and DNA production, cell division, cellular metabolism. It helps to protect against oxidative stress and supports normal growth and development during pregnancy, childhood and adolescence. Now, dietary sources of zinc include beef, lamb, cheese, liver, oysters, and there is some in pumpkin seeds. So as you can see, animal products are a big source of zinc in our diet. And it's now is a good time to think, does your child eat enough meat? Because if they don't eat much meat, their zinc intake from the diet is very likely to be low. And this is what we find with many children. They don't eat much meat and this leaves them predisposed to a zinc deficiency or inadequacy. So apart from inadequate dietary intake, other factors that can cause zinc deficiency in children include malabsorption due to gut problems or anti certain anti-nutrients in food like phytate in grain products. Too much copper in the diet can also antagonize zinc and cause a relative deficiency. And chronic diarrhea can also lead to excessive zinc loss. Now, a zinc deficiency or inadequacy can cause or is associated with quite a number of health issues. So it can cause growth delays in children. It can cause impaired immune function, increased risk of infections. It can cause impaired digestion or malabsorption of food. It can cause neurotransmitter dysregulation. It can impair the antioxidant defenses in the body and, and predisposes to increased oxidation, which is a damaging process. It can impair DNA repair capabilities in the body. And it also increases vulnerability to heavy metals. Other things it can cause include a delayed healing of wounds, skin problems, breakouts, things like that. It can lead to loss of appetite and weight loss, and it can also lead to energy problems, lethargy, and even diarrhea. So that's a little overview of zinc and why it's so important that your child gets enough zinc, whether through the diet, supplementation, or both. Now, copper, on the other hand, it's after zinc, it's the third most abundant mineral in the body and is present in every tissue. It is stored primarily in the liver with smaller amounts found in the brain, heart, kidneys and muscles, essential for maintaining the strength of the skin, blood vessels, connective tissues and the production of important proteins in the body such as hemoglobin, myelin, melanin and it is essential in keeping the thyroid gland functioning normally. Now, copper can be an antioxidant but it can also be a pro-oxidant. So that means that it can become toxic in higher than normal concentrations in the body. It can also be neurotoxic, so toxic to the brain and nerve cells, and it can contribute to irritability, fear, nervousness, and even learning and behavioral disorders. 
when you look at the dietary sources of copper, you will see that while there is some in beef, liver, and other organ meats, as well as oysters and other seafood, other large sources of copper include nuts and seeds, cocoa, chocolate, avocados, dark leafy greens, and cereals and legumes. So when we compare the sources of zinc and copper, you can see that our modern diets can actually predispose us to copper overload. And this could be why it's so common in, in all walks of life. We only or mostly get zinc from meat products, but a lot of fruits, vegetables, grains, cereals have copper in them. So again, this goes back to what are kids eating? Are they eating a meat-based diet or are they eating a lot of kind of grains and plant-based foods that could be contributing to this relatively low zinc levels and elevated copper levels. So when copper is elevated, it can be detrimental to our well-being. Some of the ways it does that is it increases the oxidative stress process, which can cause damage to cells and their contents. It can disrupt the functioning of critical neurotransmitters. It can interfere with adrenal hormone production. And importantly, it can disturb the balance of zinc in the body. Now, in terms of the research, numerous researchers have found correlations between low zinc and elevated copper and autism severity. Because an imbalance between these elements can contribute to dysregulated neurotransmitter system functioning, this can have wide-ranging behavioral and cognitive manifestations. So again, it's not just issues in, in terms of physical health that this can cause, but because the neurotransmitter systems could be affected, it can have behavioral changes, cognitive manifestations, right? Now, thankfully, correcting a zinc to copper ratio is actually not that complex. And researchers have found that it often has significant benefits for autistic children. This is something that we will discuss in later modules again, how to test for zinc and copper status, what supplements can help to balance these two minerals and so on. Here are a few studies in case you want to dig a little bit deeper. Again, this is the most common issue that autistic children are afflicted with. So it is one of the first things that you would want to address with the help of your practitioner.